Welcome back to another insightful instalment of the Guildhall School Events podcast, where I'm humbled to be joined by none other than Shakespeare Authority and our head of voice, Patsy Rodenberg, who directs a Midsummer Night's Dream at the school. I'm delighted also to have with me in the studio cast and crew, including actors Oscar Batterham and Lily Sikowski, lighting designer Rory Beaton, and deputy stage manager Marie Egertoft. So, welcome everybody. Um, Oscar and Lily, you're the actors in the play, um, and it's one of Shakespeare's best-loved comedies, so could you just give us the gist of it for our listeners at home? Um, So, without wanting to ruin all of the spoilers, um, it's broadly about uh, three... Well, sort of mortal... The world of the mortals meets the world of the immortals, um, which are the fairies. And it's about... um, the, the lovers who are uh, for youths from Athens enter the forest to sort of um, find each other and love and um, escape. Um, uh, so they, they flee into the forest and separately to them um, a group of mechanicals who are craftsmen from Athens enter the forest to rehearse a play. And uh, both of these groups get involved uh, knowingly or unknowingly in the world of the fairies which is uh, in the midst of a sort of um, vicious row between the king and queen of the fairies um, and uh, yeah they all sort of and in the course of the play and in the course of this collision they uh, they are all, almost all of them are in some way sort of transformed um, and by the end of the play yeah they leave or go back into the forest sort of different people transformed in, in what sort of way in, in all sorts of ways so my character is physically transformed um, but all, all the all the lovers uh come away with something something shifting in themselves or something having realized something or some sort of transformation patsy you must know this text inside out being one of the world's foremost authorities on shakespeare um how do you keep it interesting for yourself when you're directing well this? interestingly enough bottom says something in the play which is a good story is bottomless He's, he understands that a great story has many, many layers. You continually excavate it. it. It's continually shocking. My image is that you get to the top of a hill with Shakespeare and you realise there are seven other hills that you have to climb. Everything is new. And, and I think what we're exploring in, in this production is, yes, it is funny, but I don't believe that the mechanicals are stupid. So I've had a great line on the, the respect we have to have for their craft. I think that we go into a wood to be initiated so it might be funny in the wood but it's also very scary and I think there are levels to recently I realized it's such an obvious thing to say that we start the play after a war the marriage of Theseus and Antipolite is about a marriage to have peace so there are layers that you continually miss and then as you revisit you you discover and I suppose we're interested in what we're interested in in ourselves. Shakespeare offers something to all of us, but at a different level. And you've directed this this play before yes. more than once? Yes, but I've also worked on some of the greatest productions at the RSC and the National, so I know it intimately, but it's still shocking. It's still shocking. Um, and, and obviously you've, you've seen this been done a, a lot, um, so much in the past. Do you ever go and see you know, productions of this and think, oh, they're doing that wrong, or are they, I would do that differently? Or I don't they? think I'm that mean-spirited. What I do care about <laughs> is that it's spoken well. I think what we're seeing a great deal in theatre now is that the design 
does the work rather than the language. Shakespeare is about the word, the specificity about language and image. So to work with a designer like Mark Simmons, who allows us to find out what we want rather than the actors having to fight against a design, a concept. So what upsets me in theatre is not the actors, often what I call boutique theatre, that it's all dressed up in a design that the actors have, can't free themselves through. That's the only thing that annoys me. And talking about design, we're also joined here by um, Rory Beaton, who's the lighting designer. Well, what I think is great about working with Rory and George, the sound designer, is that they're actually serving the play and the actors. And that's, that's the point of view that I have. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, it's fantastic. We're um, completely part of the team. Obviously, we're both students, but um, we're treated as professionals throughout the process. And, uh, yeah, it's just great to work with an entire team of people who are all working towards the same goal and all have the same vision, we're all on the same page, um, try to create the same atmosphere and emote the same things throughout the piece. It's just it's great for us. And that's um, it's based in Milton Court Studio Theatre and sadly sold out um, several weeks ago. But it's a very small, intimate space um, in in Milton Court. And how does that size feed into the concept for the for the production? Because perhaps you're very keen on on small, intimate spaces. I'm not keen on small, intimate spaces. I don't think it's that intimate. I think it has a space around it, but it it offers the act has a chance to really make a connection to the audience. In Shakespeare's theatre, soliloquy, connection and engagement with the audience was very important, which in some big spaces you lose. But in fact, they have quite an epic space around them and we have an epic tapestry so that there's a hopefully a feeling of epic and intimacy, which the theatre is now... Well, we're finding out how to use it, but I think we can use the theatre in that way. Um, I'm just going to Lily now, because um, we haven't heard from you yet. Um, you've worked with Patsy, obviously, along with Oscar, for the last uh, just over two years. Um, how do you find the process of working particularly with, with Patsy, and does it differ from working with other, well, with other guest directors? Yeah, I mean, the first ever lesson we ever had at Guildhall was with Patsy, first thing. So to have worked with someone consistently for two years and then to be doing a play with them for the second time. We did Greeks together as well. And there's a, there's a shared language between all of us and a kind of a starting place if we know what is expected of us and what um, and the way that we should be working and have been working. And that differs to other directors in the way that we understand what what we're getting out of it. There's no... She knows us all quite well and the um, our weaknesses and the things that we find difficult. So I suppose it's straight in and um, dipping your toes quite quickly, which is, which is fun. And uh, Patsy's had a voice here at the school um, and you said you're very, very keen on, on uh, the way that the, the lines are delivered. So is that, does that, how does that sort of impact on when you're rehearsing it? Is it every, every nuance is sort of explored? Well, yes, but also, but also I think um, we benefit from, from having um, worked with Patsy before as, as a teacher. To now have her as a director in our third year, it's really nice to... Um, to feel like we're still developing and that we're still uh, being taught as well as being directed. Um, so it's it's yeah. There's the, there's less pressure to sort of kind of oh we're in third year now let's. 
be able to do it. Um, and and it's nice to have to be working with someone who has our our progression as actors um, at the fore as well as what we're doing and what we're working on. It's not all about the play and Midsummer Night's Dream. It's also about us learning to work better with each other and how to rehearse a play and how to work in the industry, which is how you want to do your third year, really. Um, so we'll talk a bit to um, stage manager Marie. How do you find working on this? What, what's actually involved in being a deputy stage manager? So every day I'll be in rehearsals with Patsy and the actors and taking notes and make sure that all the notes get to all the other departments. So I'm sort of the link to the production team. Um, so people know what props to get and what costumes to get and then I write down the blocking so if the actors has a question about that or if it changes and also before we go into tech and performances so the lighting designer know where they enter from and they know where to set the props and is, yeah. is, is that what blocking is? Um, blocking is where the actors sort of go and where they are on stage Okay. and then I would also write down where they get the props from and where they bring them on from and, Okay yeah. and how do you how does your role work with the stage manager? So we start the rehearsals uh, together every day and then in the end of the day we I refer the notes to her and we write the report and the call together so the actors know when to be in next day I was going to ask about the the set and the costume because I've noticed that sometimes in previous good productions um, you know they, they use quite modern um, costume for some for a play that's maybe set you know 400 years ago or something so I just wondered what the concept was for this for well this I have a, a belief system that well Shakespeare's actors had their own cost their own clothes on really or of the period so I find that what I want to do is to make people more engaged really with the issues the personal the connections in a play so I find that if you put them in tights and wigs there is a barrier so I like modern costume I like these people not to be other they're the same as us they just happen to speak with a different language but actually a very for me a very clear language unless you happen to be already familiar with tights and wigs in your current day to day clothing of course yes well be, then then, then, then that's fine <laughs> so I do like modern but I think there are some plays that you have to have I think if you're, you're you're doing certain plays you might have to have costume but I think we can make these that the lovers are very privileged elite people they're in superb clothes but today's clothes. Okay. And how do you work with, with Rory on the on the design of the lighting? Well, he talks to me. I He he comes in to rehearsal. I love the idea of people coming in and collaborating. I love to build. I often think, you know, Rembrandt built light by starting from dark into light. And, and the idea that we're going to build something together that not only serves the play, but serves the actors and also helps young people, young students, learn. That's part of our job. And for, for them, it's a bit confusing because sometimes I'm a teacher and then I get grumpy. I get grumpy in the way that, <laughs> I a, professional, that. Well, yeah, a professional director can get grumpy with them. And occasionally, Paul Marie's seen a bit of that. And, <laughs> but that's part of the learning curve, isn't it? That She's transition. still here. <laughs> yeah, it's the transition into from us being a student into being a professional. And Rory, in terms of um, that, the design that you've come up with for, for this um, production, how do you, I mean, you, you go into the rehearsals and how does it stem from there? So um, very early on, we established it was, it had to be quite a sort of immersive atmosphere. It was 
less an audience looking at a forest and more being encased and surrounded by this forest, um, just as one of the examples. So I will sit in rehearsals and sort of get the vibe of where people are. So if there's a large chunk of time they spend at one side of the stage, we'll try and sort of pull the focus to that so that you're not entirely distracted by you know, anything else that, that catches your eye. Um, and really it's just, you know, as Patsy said, it's about a sort of partly doing a service to the actors in that, you know, they've put in a lot of time and a lot of effort um, and a lot of work and it's, it's really important to do them justice as well as creating something that's visually nice to look at. Um, yeah. And my great cry to Rory is, <laughs> I must see their faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why that's important. And it often is overlooked in yeah. a lot of productions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said earlier, unfortunately it's all sold out, so people probably won't be able to get tickets unless they turn up for, for returns. Um, but we do have another Shakespeare um, production coming up, directed by Mike Alfreds, um, which is Twelfth Night. Has anyone managed to sneak into rehearsals for that and seen what's what the idea is for that, or is it completely no, yeah, um, secret? That's under wraps. But I have to say, Mike Alfreds is one of the greatest directors on the planet. I, I've been privileged enough to work with him. I think from 1979, he is one of the great, great directors. So it's going to be wonderful. And there we go. So there, there you have it. Um, so thanks to everybody for coming in today and um, can't wait to see the show if I can get a ticket. And um, yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.